0: You cut Easy. It, you cut that, Eric, it's another week, and we are another week into the uh, Arizona high school sports season, specifically football. Um, I am in the middle of moving, so that's always fun to do midweek while I'm trying to work and keep track of everything else going on. Uh, how has your week been, though?
1: Been good. We had some tough news um, just break recently. Coganino football... Um, his having their second game uh, cancelled due to some covid stuff. Uh, the details aren't all out yet but they missed a game earlier in the season um, that was supposed to be their first one. They've played two now one two of them um, but they have to miss this coming week. They were gonna go play at snowflake the defending 3A champs which is a uh, an awesome destination to be able to go so it stinks that they can't make that um, but yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing that's going on right now. Saw NAU, they played a a close game. The two Flagstaff high schools won their football games this weekend and, you know, just chugging along. Right on. And on
0: that uh, very gracious breaking news segment from Eric, um, and I mean that literally because it's not often that we actually like break some news somewhat on here because, you know, it's delayed posting. Uh, but nonetheless, welcome back to another episode of the take It to the sports show, part of the Arizona varsity podcast network. Like I said, I've been moving for the past couple of days. Um, I've been doing it kind of gradually because the new place is getting internet put in. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night. It's getting put in tomorrow morning. So Tuesday morning. So I don't want to be in there until I have internet and I can work. So, uh, with that being said, um, yeah, I'm excited by the time, this episode airs, I will be in the new place. And by the time Chili's Thursday night and Friday night, you know, post game shows, segments, whatever he calls it, um, I will have a new setup with my desk and a pretty cool background that I'm sure Chili will have me explain. So I'll, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, explain it at that time. But basically, some of it is, you know, dedicated to my former football coach of the team that I, I currently play for. Um, we won the championship two weeks later. He passed away from colon cancer. So um he's someone that really meant a lot to me. So I do have something that's kind of, uh, you know, dedicated to him uh, on my helmet, which you'll see. Um And I'm also going to have I don't know if I'll have it by the time, you know, it's shown for the first time. But eventually um there is a picture that him and I have together from the last time or yeah, from our last game together, basically, when we won the, when we won the championship. So. You'll see that as well, which will be really cool. And then uh, the uh, the centerpiece of it all, once I finally get it, Eric will be my big old championship ring. Feeling like Chandler, man. I got I some get it. Big, really big rings, like Drake would say. Yeah. Um, you know, with a, with a big team. Um, <laughs> that was really bad. That I was forgot. not good. I, I forgot what the actual lyrics were. It was something like that, but anyway.
1: You've got um, it. You're close enough. Yeah,
0: it's whatever. People get the point. Yeah. Um, Sweet, Eric. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, we're going to basically go division by division at this point. So read off a couple 6A scores, and there's one game that I do want to talk about that I was actually at. Um, and then we'll basically do that for 5A, 4A, and then continue on there until we get to basically a, a conversation Eric and I are going to have about the open division, which we'll get to in just a second. Um. Going back to last week, it was week three of the season four. Uh, or actually, no, it was week, yeah, week three of the season for, uh, no, wait, was it four? I can't even remember now. It was week, I'm trying, I'm thinking of Desert Vista because I saw them play on Thursday and that was their third game, but they had a bye week. So it was week four. Some, yeah, week was four, week four.
1: Were, okay. for teams that, in the in the bigger conferences, it was week four.
0: Yes, okay, week four. Got it, perfect. Um, Basha continues to dominate fifty six seventeen over Shadow Ridge, Boulder Creek and Higley. I heard that was a really good matchup. Um, fifty six forty two out there in favor of the Jaguars. Um, Campo Verde and Williamsfield. Williamsfield got the better of the Coyotes twenty one to zero. Kind of similar to the score of the uh, the
1: championship game actually.
0: Uh, two is years that, ago.
1: Is that what the final score was? That it year? was like
0: it was like nineteen to like seven.
1: Yeah, it was something. But similar I mean. To that.
0: But Williamsfield's offense is very high powered and Campo Verde for some reason always holds them to like two or three scores.
1: Campo plays them close. Those they are do. two teams that are familiar with each yeah.
0: other. Yeah, Well, yeah, they're literally, I mean, as every Gilbert team is, they're like down the street. So
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> um, Hamilton continues to roll over Centennial, who, by the way, is now one in three. That is not common for the Coyotes. Um, but, you know, that's a conversation that I know. Uh, I think, you know, Chile is going to want to have later. So we'll hold off for that, um, especially to see you know, how what the outcome is this week. I don't know who they play. I think it's um they're, They play Shadow Ridge. So we'll see. But Shadow Ridge is not a slouch opponent because they've actually been doing pretty well the last couple of years. years. Um, Dobson got a close win over North Kane in 33-32. Highland continues to roll 40-14 to over Desert Ridge. Wow. Uh, Mountain Point, man, without without Chris Arviso, that offense is not the same. They they lose thirty five to six to Castile, and Mountain Ridge, uh, you know, fresh off of that uh, that upset performance over Centennial, they uh, they beat North forty two to six. A uh, couple more scores, kind of just going down here. Uh, Cibola, your favorite team, thirty eight to twenty five over Westview. I do love Cibola. You love Cibola. Caesar Chavez, despite the amount of players that 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 program lost. They are now 4-0 on the season. 34-13 to over Valley Vista. So, you know, really, really good for them. Uh, the featured game that I want to talk about, talk about, Eric. Chandler versus Liberty. This is a game last year that went to overtime in the Open Division semifinals. This is a game this year that, honestly, for the first half, I thought, hmm, we might be heading to overtime again. And then Chandler picked it up. What do you think, you knowing Liberty as well as you do, what do you think was the reason for their inability, for the Lions' inability to score at all in the second half and allow Chandler to win that game 41-21 after being tied at 21
1: in the, in the first half? I think part of it has to do with just the, the depth of a team like Chandler. Uh, yep. and I, I say a team like Chandler, it can't really even be a team like them because they are one of one in the state right now. Um, yeah. but they are, you know, they've got the depth and they've got the history of winning games and they've got a great coach in Garrettson. Yep. They just, you know, there's been teams that have come close, but they've just found a way to win. And, you know, Chandler has had that a couple times this season. Um, you know, O'Connor. A week or two ago was um, close for the first half, and then Chandler pulls away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just uh, uh, they have the players that if they need to change up their game plan, they can execute it in a different way. Um, and it's just a special team. And we see this in you know college and NFL too. Sometimes early on, you get a player or two to go your way, and you you can keep up with an Alabama or whatever, but it's near the end when the other team's tired and has kind of put everything out there to, um, you know, maybe trick their way in or just keep it close or whatever. And they just keep, they keep storming on and are sticking with their game plan. And I think that's what Chandler is this year. We may see another team be close with them earlier, uh, earlier in a game uh, and just have them pull away. But um, I think Liberty just, they're still, quite young mm-hmm. they they have a lot of young talent who hasn't even though that Liberty was in a game like this some of their guys weren't big contributors in that one uh so I think if they were to play again maybe it'd be closer who knows yeah you know
0: Dom Ochoa, uh fantastic quarterback I know he was nursing some sort of like hand or wrist injury after he was involved in I believe a car accident is what I was told by Jacob Saliga um you know Liberty's number one fan um
1: what you wa- celebrity?
0: I was going to say what do you call him it was Jacob celebrity. I like that. Um that was actually a really good one. Um I'm going to ch- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my fantasy name to Jacob celebrity. Because everyone Fair else enough. wants to, you know, make it some sort of iteration of my name, which we'll, we'll get to. Um but anyway, um you know, Damochoa was pulled sometime early on in the third quarter. Um and he was actually doing pretty well. I mean, he was he was you know, finding running lanes and um you know at at times, you know, receivers for Liberty got behind the the Chandler secondary and got a couple touchdowns. um jack Stam is is probably one of my favorite players in the state. He was literally involved in probably every single play
1: that's least, he's been that mostly. since his freshman year.
0: he, he is um, incredible, man,
1: yeah, he's been. An absolute anchor of that defense since he was a freshman. He Um, is, yeah. And with the amount of talent that's been there, it says something that he could have, you know, they won 6A and then last year were a really good open team. Like the amount of talent that's gone through, and he's been such a rock on that team.
0: um, Was he a starter? Was he a starter on a 6A championship team?
1: Yeah. He was? Okay. He was the leading tackler. Oh,
0: that's right. Okay. God. He is just. dude, like it's so hard. He hits hard. He plays hard and he's just like, you can tell just by the way he plays. Now I didn't even talk to him, but you can tell by the way he plays that he's just so passionate about the game. And I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't want any more than that. Exactly.
0: Um, but you know, going back to what I was saying, I think, I think you were right. You hit the nail on the head. Where the adjustments, the depth, everything for Chandler. Now, what I think might be one of the main differences this year as well is Chandler's adjustments are coming at the halftime, right? Yeah. Last year and years prior, honestly, they could adjust on the fly because they had someone like Chris Chick in the box. And, and you know, Rick Garrison called him, you know, the best in-game run coordinator. And they don't have that this year. You know, rest in peace to Coach Chick. I mean, it's such a sad situation, still unbelievable. But, you know, I mean, that that plays a big role. I mean, Chandler's yeah. coaching staff is ridiculous. But Garrison even said himself that Chris Chick is unreplaceable. So that could be a difference where, you know, you, you go into that locker room and you have time to really sit down and, you know, they have film live on the sidelines. You know, you really digest that film, break it all down. Chris Chick could do that on the fly, and that might be a difference as to why they struggle maybe early in the first half, and then they find those you know those same adjustments that you know Chick would have had them make in the middle of the first quarter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm just brainstorming. I really don't know for sure. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter because Chandler obviously is four and and you know they haven't lost in forty games, so um, they're doing something right. So yeah, that's right. Either, that's absolutely you know, no matter right. what. Um, Eric, do you have any of the five A scores pulled up?
1: Yeah, I'll pull. I'm looking at them cool. right now, and um, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna let you read those off. I will say though, keep uh, keep Saguaro for last because that is spoiler alert. That's the game that I want to
1: talk about a little bit. Yeah. So I've got a West Side one that I found really interesting. Apollo beat Sunny Slope 24 uh, 21 for the first time in almost a decade. I think it was nine years. Um, oh. Apollo hasn't been. Uh, Super good records the last few years, but, you know, they're starting to build something. They got a new coach a year or two ago, uh, starting to build up the program a little bit. So hopefully that's something that Hmm. sticks out. Desert Edge beat Canyon View 34 to 6. The Deer Valley Skyhawks, a 4A team, beat Barry Goldwater 36-28. Deer Valley has been, you know, a surprise team in 4A this year. they have. Agua Fria continued its undefeated streak. They beat La Jolla Community from six a forty three to zero, and yeah, Agua Fria is four and zero, oh, and they've only allowed thirteen combined points all year in four Whoa. games. So that's yeah, now that's I, a stat right there. They and they're a really interesting team this year. George Martinez, um, their coach, missed all of last season um, due to some medical stuff. He had an illness that he wasn't able to be on the sidelines. So their defensive and offensive coordinators kind of co-head coached, um, and they ended up winning the region, but for him to be back now and they're four and zero, uh, having won every game by double digits and they beat Kofa 67 to zero and then beat La Jolla 43 to zero. That's 110 to zero in their last two games, which wow. is pretty impressive. Um, so some other 5A scores. Millennium got back in the win column uh, against Mountain View-Morana, 23-20. to Ironwood beat Paradise Valley, 42-14. Uh, Raymond Kellis kept its uh, incredible season going. They had won one game in the last three seasons combined, and now they're 3-1 this year under Coach Ben Kulos, who is a new head coach there. So that's you know, really
0: impressive. I'm not good at math, but I think they tripled their win total. They did. Um, <laughs>
1: and so that's really impressive there. They beat uh, Estrella Foothills 33-7. to And South Point Catholic beat Ironwood Ridge at Tucson game 34-9. Let's get a few more. Um, oh, and this is – we will talk about this one some more in a little bit. But Cactus, 4-18, beat Sunrise yeah. Mountain a 5-8 reigning champion 50 to seven. Yep. And I just I looked at that score and I'm not surprised Cactus won because they're good. They're really good. But to beat an in region team that they lost to the last couple times, the defending five eight champion by forty three points really, really says something about that team. And like you said, we're gonna get into that one because I have a couple thoughts
0: uh, you know, written down that I want to get to, um, and it has to do with liberty. So we'll we'll come back to that.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, another big one was Trevor Brown's win streak came to a conclusion. Uh, unfortunately for them, Verado beat them fifty to zero. Trevor Brown had won their first three games, um, were on kind of a cool little streak under uh, Coach Wrangle, but Verado's a tough team uh, every year, and so that came to an end 50 to zero and that's uh that's a bit of a wrap up oh i gotta say uh i don't know much about kofa um but willow (laughs) canyon beat them 96 to zero so shout out to william canyon scoring 96 points in a high school game against anybody is really impressive because once you get to what is it 42 is that when the running clock starts um
0: I believe it is 42. I thought it was 35 for some reason, but I think it is. Either 42. way,
1: it could be 35, yeah. 42. Either way, um, to keep scoring that much. And I'm sure they weren't trying to pile it on necessarily. Yeah. But like if their backups are still good enough, you're not going to tell them not to try. Um, but scoring that many points means you were getting turnovers and you were scoring right away when you got the ball. So yeah, you
0: know, there's there's a lot that you and I could talk about with that game. Um, almost all of it is probably questioning what the hell was Kofa doing, but at the same time, you have to feel bad because that, I mean, man, can you imagine how hard it is for those kids to go to school knowing they give up 96 points in the game? So I was
1: looking at the box score, uh, while you were saying that. Yeah. And the thing is that Willow Canyon only threw five passes in the game. What? What? They just ran the ball every time. and
0: How many yards rushing did they have?
1: A lot. I'll get back to it. Uh, it was playing an ad, so I had to turn it off um, before we started hearing. It was Denzel Washington. So I just didn't <laughs> – as much as I like the guy, I don't necessarily need him in our podcast. Yeah. Um, we might get uh, copyrighted too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was – so this can't be completely right. 327 rushing yards – Um, Did they do onside
0: kicks the entire game? I'm confused.
1: They must have gotten a bunch of... Oh, they had... (laughs) Here's the difference, Zach. They had six interceptions and two fumble recoveries. So that's eight turnovers they caused. I would assume that probably gets some pretty good field position. Maybe at least a couple of those were brought back for touchdowns or something. Doesn't say. So
0: So that's eight. So that's eight touchdowns. So that's fifty-six points. So the yeah. other, how many rushing touchdowns do they have?
1: They had, let's see, because I'm just basically ten, assuming ten rushing touchdowns. Okay, so and one passing touchdown. So that's man. eleven. Um, you would assume probably seventy-seven, assuming they kick a f- extra point every one of them. Um, which who knows? So then the yeah, other they, two were probably twelve. 12- pick, pick sixes, right? You would assume so, or fumble, or fumble recoveries. Yeah, yeah. So, so,
0: but to but to only how many passing yards?
1: Not very many. I know um, they threw the ball five times. Thirty yards passing. Okay. Any touchdowns? You said one, right? One.
0: Okay. So the thirty. So thirty yards passing. That means. The one passing touchdown they already had to be within probably the twenty, maybe fifteen, within the ten yard line even, and then the other ones, the other, I mean, you have to imagine they probably scored on all eight turnovers because. Think so because if you only have unless you unless they had like five hundred or like six hundred yards rushing, then I'd be like, okay, well they just probably had long drives. They were probably on the other side of the 50 every single time.
1: That's what I'm guessing, too, is the amount of scores they had compared to yards. Offensive yards, they ended with 357. Like, that's not bad, especially for a high school game.
0: But But, 96 points. Yeah, it's crazy. 356 yards, and that's it? Or 57? Yeah. Wow. How many yards did Kofa have, just out of curiosity?
1: I don't want to say.
0: I think we have to now.
1: Ugh. All right. They had negative nine total yards on the game. Oh. Brutal. So that is brutal. Feel for those kids. Oh, and we're, we're not talking all this to make fun of Kofa. No, 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 it's just a statistical anomaly in a high school game to score that many points with the running clock.
0: Hey, AIA, if you're listening to this, someone from the AIA, please let Kofa go down to like 3A and let them be competitive. Yeah. Because honestly, I I would have a feeling that Kofa, I think their numbers probably aren't great anyway. I mean, let them just go to three A at this point. And I'm not saying and we're not and we're not saying it as a bad thing. Yeah. But there's some good football in three A. Honestly, like a Kofa team that like that, I mean, give them a break. They shouldn't face a team like Willow Canyon.
1: Yeah. I agree. That's tough. Willow Canyon's not a bad team. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Let's Oof. get on a uh, a happier subject. You want to start you want to talk about cactus a little bit?
0: Oh, no. Or should no, we no, save no, that? No. No, we're talking about Chaparral and Saguaro. All right,
1: that's right. Yeah. Okay. Chaparral ended up beating Saguaro 27-26 in a huge Scottsdale rivalry matchup. And
0: that and that came off of a I believe a missed two-point conversion by Saguaro yeah. to win yep. the game. Uh, well to take the lead with like two minutes left. Yeah. Um, to essentially win the game. There, there was a conversation on Twitter with, I, it's a, it's a parent of Saguaro. I, I think I know who it is. I just don't, I don't want to say it just in case I'm wrong.
1: Not um, worth so naming Yeah. So I'm not going
0: to do that. Um, and the only reason I don't know for sure is because it's not like, there's no name to the actual account, yeah. but it's like a very well known anyway. Um, So they, they were putting the video on Twitter and they basically were saying, why aren't, why isn't anyone from the media talking about this? Basically what the video showed was Saguaro's quarterback was obviously under pressure in the two point conversion. Try he hurdled a defender. And then, you know, I saw different angles of the video, but he did actually get lifted up by a chaparral defender. Be, and then like a two seconds passed. And then basically they had a last second push to get him into the end zone or what it looked like to be in the end zone. Um, and the conversation was, should he have been called in? And I I chimed in because they wanted more media, you know, personalities, I guess. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll chime in because I, I play football. I've obviously watched a lot of football. I know the game of football better than any other sport. And I know that some referees have a quick whistle, and there's a reason for that in situations like this. So my perspective, the ball carrier was stopped, driven backwards, sideways, whatever. Either way, he was not going forward, and then he was stonewalled. You called the whistle at, there. And, and at some point, the whistle was called. Now, here's my thinking, because this person was upset a little bit because they thought the whistle was blown too early. And you know what? Sure. Yes. Maybe it was a quick whistle, but the thing is on video, this player was lifted up and he was off of his feet at one point. That's a dangerous situation. That's a very dangerous situation. I yeah. played with someone who w- it was in a situation like that, where he was lifted up by a defender. The refs did not blow the whistle and someone came flying in, knocked him out cold. It's a dangerous situation. And you know, quarterbacks are also going to get the benefit of the doubt. They're going to get a quick whistle because they're the most, arguably, the most protected position, maybe other than a kicker. Um, yeah. So, you know, the la- the the late push, yes, hundred percent.
1: I you know, great. But also, if the whistle is blown, I, I don't know, mean to interrupt you. Once the whistle's blown, no, you're good. People stop pushing as hard, and maybe that was part of the reason he got yeah. in anyway.
0: And, and, you know, it's possible. I, I personally, I could not hear where the whistle was even blown. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, and I wasn't there, obviously, so I really don't know. Um, but they kept asking for my opinion, like, would, would do you think he got in? And I didn't really answer because I, I kind of didn't want to go down that path. But to be honest, I I'd, I'd, I don't really blame the ref for blowing the whistle and calling the play dead. I really don't. Because it could have turned into a dangerous situation. It's a rivalry game. Like you mentioned. It's it's literally the battle for Scottsdale. Scottsdale's two best teams. That that's not like your everyday just, okay, well, we're just gonna, you know, like it's it's a that's an intense game. Those two teams don't like each other. Yeah. Like like if 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 that player was stood up and the ref didn't blow the whistle and he would have gotten a blow to the head oh, cool, penalty, yeah. No, it, but his the safety of that player would have been very much in jeopardy. So I and really also, don't blame the ref for blowing the whistle that early.
1: And I nonetheless,
0: not to mention, not to mention, Eric, another angle showed that he didn't even make it in the end zone after the push. So, I mean, it was all kind of a moot point anyway, but still.
1: Regardless. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I think that you could argue about the call itself, but that's also not the only reason they lost the game. They had yep. a missed extra point. Um, yep. they, had, they had a
0: chance at the end of the game to go down and tie the game. Yeah, they had a chance they did. or win the game, I should say.
1: Yeah. Um, and so there were there were opportunities there, yep. and you can't blame any game, especially football, uh, on one single play. And yes, um, it would have gave them it would have given them the lead late, but that doesn't necessarily mean the game's over, maybe Chaparral comes back and they get a field goal or a touchdown to win the game. It's it's a silly thing, and it's, yeah. especially at the high school level, to argue a specific call a day after or whenever it was is, is just, it's an exercise in futility.
0: And here's the thing, too. This is why I thought it was kind of funny that it was even getting to this point. One loss doesn't hurt Sawaro. We're going to talk about it. Sawaro's still in my open eight. I, feel I, still, yeah. I still think they're going to the open division.
1: I think so, too.
0: I think I'm going to put Chaparral in there, too. And guess what, Suaro? And I know Jason Mons, even if, if, if Jason Mons is listening to this, he's going to agree with me. You're going to see them again. And honestly, it's hard to beat a team twice. They barely beat you the first time. Now, granted, Chaparral is obviously a very good team. So it's also hard to beat a team in general like that. But... Win the rest of your games, like you're expected to. You're gonna get a bunch of guys eligible week six when you see Sierra Canyon, who may not be as strong of a team as everyone thought they'd be out of California. Which is obviously a good thing for Sawara. I mean, it doesn't help necessarily with powerpoints because they're out of state, but I mean, it could send a message.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who knows what that team's yeah. gonna
0: be? But what my point is, Sawara's gonna be just fine. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, this is still it's one Saguaro.
0: We're talking about still probably when it's all said and done, one of the best four teams in the state. I agree. Like one loss does not hurt you at all, at all, especially to a chaparral team that very well now could end up in the open division. I have to look at their schedule to see, you know, maybe if, if I mean, but I mean, I don't I don't think they play a team like Hamilton. Like right now, the only teams I really consider that are unbeatable that might be on their schedule would be probably Hamilton and Chaparral. I don't think they play, or sorry, Hamilton and Chandler. I don't think they play either one. Nope. Just kidding. They do play. They do at, play Hamilton. Do play Hamilton. Eh. At home. Oh, they also play Chandler. <laughs> All right. Well, Chaparral. When did they play Chandler? The last game of the season. Are oh, no, sure?
1: that, that no, I'm looking at
0: Hamilton's schedule. I'm sorry. My bad.
1: Yeah, they, no, but they do play – they have some tough games. They, they have, have some to tough play, games coming up. They have to play O'Connor. They have to play Hamilton, Liberty, Centennial. Yes, they're 1-3, and three, but that's still a tough team. Yeah. And Pinnacle's no sludge.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, Chaparral, even though I'm kind of giving praise to Saguaro and saying they're going to be fine, look, you guys get by Hamilton and you should literally win out the rest of the year. You would think so. I think that I honestly, if they're good enough,
1: they're good enough to beat yeah, that team, they're good I, enough that they could win any other games. That's what
0: I'm saying. If they're good enough to beat Saguaro, then they're good enough to beat anybody. Yeah. And then Hamilton, like I said, I know Hamilton's unbeatable. And they've honestly, I think Hamilton is one of those unbeatable teams. But I think even a loss to Hamilton doesn't hurt you because, yeah, especially if they
1: keep it close,
0: because they're a one loss. Their one loss this year is to Queen Creek, who, for all we know, could only end up with two or three losses. Now, they have a tough schedule with Williamsfield this coming week. Then in two weeks, they've got Liberty at Liberty. That's a long trip from Queen Creek. And then they've got Chandler and Red Mountain. So
1: Yeah, they're going to be tested.
0: That's going to be a battle-tested team. Um, But Chaparral just, I mean, from week one to now, I mean, the improvement from them has been insane. And maybe it took that one loss to you know, to Queen Creek early on. But yeah, no, Chaparral will be just fine. Even I if they agree. lose to Hamilton. Saguaro is going to be just fine. Agreed. <laughs> the rest of the way 100%. They are favored in every single game. At least in my opinion, they should win every single game, including over a Horizon team who obviously is on the rise right now. Yeah. Yeah, they, they'll be fine. So
1: that's their toughest. That's their toughest in-state game yeah. remaining. Although this week at Southwind Catholic is going to be a good one. Too. That's going to be a tough one or against, so they have South Point coming there.
0: That's going to be tough, but I still think Saguaro gets that win. I think which so, is, too. Which is why I don't have South Point Catholic in my open division like a lot of people do. Because their schedule's not strong enough. I feel you. Yeah, so. Um, but yes. To, to sum this up, was he in? Was he not in? Was the whistle blown too early? Was it not? Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I honestly wasn't there, but Regardless, Soar is going to be fine. They're going to be in the open division. At least I, I think so. So yeah, we're good. We're good, right, Eric? Yeah, I know you and I. I know you and I are good. I'm just messing around. All right, four A scores. Uh, Buckeye Union brought it to Arcadia, forty-seven to eighteen. Uh, Canyon Del Oro and Catalina Foothills. I believe that's a battle of Tucson teams, right? 21-14 in favor yeah. of the Dorados. Um, let's see. Seton, Catholic, and Casa Grande. That was a very late scratch. Um, I think that game got canceled like day of. So, weird. Um, I think it was an issue with South Point. Or, I'm sorry, Seton, Catholic. Um, Deer Valley, like you mentioned, uh, they beat Barry Goldwater. They're 3-0 um, to start their year. Yeah, which is they impressive. are. Glendale, 58-28 over Lake Havasu. Gila uh, Ridge, another team that you really, really adore out of, out of Yuma. Uh, they lost 35-7 to to Imperial.
1: First big school head coach to have to, yeah. to have a female head coach, awesome. which I think is awesome. It's awesome.
0: Uh, very very cool. Um, Ala Queen Creek, forty four to twelve over Northwest Christian. That that's not one of those situations where Northwest is down. That's just American leadership is very good this year. Yeah, I
1: think Northwest Christian's a playoff team. They might even yeah. be top top eight. Yeah top 10 in four A. a LA of
0: queen creek is very quickly separating itself in four yep. a between the other t- schools it's and them cactus. and cactus right now i think it's them cactus and there is one other one that i can't remember now um oh casa Grande. yeah casa those Grand three is great those yeah. three those three are my are my uh if anyone's gonna get into the open it's one of those three um, desert mountain beat Peoria 17 to seven. Um, let's see. Vista grande 70 to 24 over shadow mountain. And how about central 30 to 16 over Sierra Linda. Now I know central is a five, a team, but Sierra Linda, I mean, both of these teams are actually having like pretty good seasons. Depending, yeah. Despite what they were able, what they went through last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Agree. Uh, St. Mary's won a close one against Ben Franklin, ten, uh, 14 to 10, mcclintock in yet another battle of tempe uh beat tempe 34 14 um flagstaff you know your neck of the woods 42 to 11 over thunderbird as well as coconino getting the win 49 21 over marcos i believe that was a shorthanded marcos team because of what happened with mcclintock uh washington beat independence 32 6 um and bradshaw mountain 34 to 12 over yunker so and that was at Yunker. That's a, that's a far drive, man. Yes. <laughs> um. By the way, when I said Coconino beat a shorthand of Marco's team, I don't think it mattered. I was just kind of throwing it out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think Coconino would have won that yeah, game anyway. I think They're so a strong too. team this year. Yeah, I agree.
0: Wasn't there a game that you went to on Friday?
1: I did. I went to Winslow played against Sholo. Uh, that's right. a, 3-A it was a 3A game. A game. Yeah. Yeah. Show Low uh, pushed its record to uh, 5 and, oh, with the win, um, Winslow dropped to 3-1, and one, still a solid team. And I went because uh, the final score was 28-13, but it was a battle the whole way. Uh, Sholo got a couple late scores within the last couple minutes yeah. of the game. Um, but Winslow had chances to tie it, take a lead or whatever. But they, uh, they just couldn't get it done. But Winslow is coming to play at Flagstaff. Uh, this next week So, so with the mm-hmm. two Flagstaff teams out of town I figured it would be a good chance to To see their upcoming opponent Were you scouting? Did you give the game notes to Flagstaff? I told I told Coach Sean Manning the score of the game um, okay. So that was my nice. scouting Although okay. he could have just looked it up online A couple hours later whenever it was posted Did but you send, me, did you send yeah, an I'm, email I'm, I'm, the, the <laughs> Payton, I'm tampering yeah, I'm tampering Is what's happening <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Okay, right on. Uh, the game that you started to talk to, and I made you stop because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Cactus, 50-7 to over Sunrise Mountain. And I mentioned earlier this was going to be a conversation that involved Liberty. This is a Sunrise Mountain team that went toe-to-toe with Liberty last yeah, week. Did. Well, two weeks ago now. And Cactus beat them by 43 points. Look, I am guilty of not putting Cactus in the open because I personally don't think a 4A team belongs. I don't either. I don't think they have the depth. I don't think they... Oh, it's not even the talent. The talent's there. I don't think they have the depth to compete. That's the thing. I, I personally don't want to see a situation with, no offense, Corona del Sol, you guys were very good last year, but you didn't have the depth to compete with a team like Hamilton. Or anyone in the open, for that matter. I don't want to see a situation like that. I don't want to see a situation with Desert Edge getting blown out in the very first round by Chandler. The open division needs to be competitive. I'm starting to change my mind about Cactus, Eric. They're good. Um, When you beat the defending 5A champ who just went toe-to-toe with a team that I believe is going to be in the open division the week prior... Yeah, I think I need to put Cactus in my open division rankings because that Um, is that is just about that's in my opinion. That's more impressive than Willow Cannon scoring 96 points.
1: I agree. So we can talk about Cactus in the open. They've got post and this week at home. Yep. They should win that game. Trap game. I mean, Maybe. I guess they've scored fifty points or more every single week. I don't think they're going to have a problem beating Post and Butte. Maybe. Yeah. No. The game I'm interested in is the week after, though. I don't have I don't have cactus in my open yet. You're waiting to see if they beat Desert, Desert Edge. Desert Edge, they played. De- they've got them at home. Um, Desert Edge lost to Horizon. Mm-hmm. But that's not a slouch team. Horizon's in a lot of people's opens right yep, now.
0: They're in mine right now.
1: If they beat Desert Edge, I think they're in. Because they're not going to lose the rest of the way if they're good enough to beat that team.
0: Here's the thing. Is desert is, is a win over Desert Edge a good win? Yes. If, if if it's a two-loss Desert Edge team.
1: If Desert Edge is only other losses to Horizon, who's really good, then... I say yes.
0: Okay, here's my next question.
1: We know the Carter brothers.
0: We know the players at Desert Edge. They know that we have talked about them in the open division basically all off-season long. Do you think they crumble if they lose that game to Cactus and fall to maybe a Sunrise Mountain or Millennium or
1: Verado team later Mm -hmm. on? I don't.
0: You think they regroup and they set their sights on 5A and go win They've fire. got a lot of
1: talent on that team. They've got a Division one quarterback in Adrian Lara. They've mm-hmm. got some really good defensive players. They've got some good offensive linemen. They've got a few solid receivers. I don't have... If they lose that game, it's because Cactus is really, really good. And I'm not sure who's going to win that game yet. Yeah. Um, Desert Edge took it... It ended up being just 12-0 last year, but they took it to cactus's offense um and obviously cactus's offense is improved but Mm -hmm. they have to i we've talked about this with chandler until you do it it's hard to 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 believe yeah one way or the other like it's hard to believe cactus is gonna destroy them uh having lost 12 to 0 last year yeah
0: no i agree with you no, I don't um, think they
1: crumble. If if the hypothetically Desert Edge loses that game, I think they'll be fine and be a... I don't think they're in the open anymore Yeah. if they lose that game. I think that keeps them out, even if they go 8-2. and two. But if they go 8-2, and two, they're a high seed in 5A and might be the favorites to win the 5A championship.
0: Well, I'll be honest. I don't have Desert Edge in the open at all anymore. I think they had
1: to go undefeated. yeah. Depends on the rest of the schedule. If because, Sunrise Mountain back bounces back in Millennium Solid, yeah, if Verado keeps going on, that's I true. think it just depends on that. It's too early still.
0: But the reason I asked that question is because I was talking to Chile about the Open last year, and he brought up a good point, or at least something he brought up. What he thought happened with a team like Queen Creek, same kind of deal as Desert Edge. A lot of preseason hype. All of a sudden, they fall. In the uh, in the first or in one of the games, then they lose again, which obviously for Desert Edge is very possible with this cactus team. Chili believed and I and he didn't mean this in a bad way, but I, Heath believes that Queen Creek was so disappointed that they were out of the open division because they felt they could have competed that that was the reason that they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Could be. And so that's why I'm wondering if 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 Desert Edge, them thinking like, hey, we can be in this open, we can compete, we're better than last year, if they maybe crumble a little bit because of because of the disappointment.
1: I guess hypothetically, maybe, but yeah. that game and this situation hasn't even come up yet. So that's true. We'll see. Good
0: point. Good point. Um all right, let's run through some of the uh, 3A and 2A scores from last week. Sorry, I got to get back to it now. Um, Valley Christian went on the road on Thursday to Wickenburg and won 26-6. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention the DV Corona score. Uh, Desert Vista absolutely obliterated Corona del Sol. And I was there in person, and Desert Vista looked really good. Um they have a big test with Highland this uh this week. Um look at, oh, I didn't even realize the Flagstaff Winslow game is on a Thursday, huh? It is. Ooh, look at you. You get to hit both teams this week then. Coconino's not playing. Oh, like I said, you get to have Friday off this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll be paying attention in some capacity. Yeah.
0: You want to cover a game for me?
1: Um we'll see. Ooh. Just kidding.
0: I'm getting on a plane to uh to California on Saturday so I think I'm only covering one game like I'm not even having my intern do anything hmm. but anyway um, I still have to go back because it switched on me there we go Snowflake beat Push Ridge 26-21 Payson 62-0 over Chinley. that's a big win for the Longhorns uh, Round Valley one of the perennial contenders 56-13 over Monument Valley ALA Ironwood 45-16 over Tuba City Blue Ridge, the fighting Hathcocks, 49-0 over Odyssey Institute. Uh Arizona College Prep continued to roll after losing its first two games of the season, 56-6. Guess what? Arizona College Prep now has all their transfers eligible. That's a different team. ALA Gilbert North, they have a huge matchup with ALA Queen Creek this Friday. It is first responders night. It's going to be a very cool event. I wish I could go out there. I was planning to go out there. I told the coach Reisdorf I was going to be out there, but I have to get on a plane Saturday morning. So in order to make sure that all of my Awatuki stuff is done, I don't have to worry about it over the weekend. I have to go to that game. The desert Vista one, uh, but they did win 42 to six over Fountain Hills. Uh, Post and Butte, the team that we were just talking about, they beat Eastmark kind of like a, a neighborhood battle between that. Those two 41, 14, um, my I, I, is it mica mountain Mika mountain
1: they're, i think it's one, mica one there's new schools. school
0: yeah 13-7 over coolidge so good for them i believe they're called the uh the lightning could be i don't know something like that uh sabino uh a team that i saw in the very first week of the 3A season that's a good program man 48-0 over borgade catholic uh river valley 61-0 over paradise honors um, let's see. A couple more. Um, Yuma Catholic 42-0 over Mojave. Eric, we have to next episode get a uh, a check on, um, on the amount of passing yards that, uh, that Yuma Catholic quarterback, um, Stallworth. Richard Saltworth has. Yeah. Because he wanted 5k and <laughs>
1: I think he threw for like 500 the first game of the season. He's... <laughs> The amount of yards and touchdown passes that kid has. It's ridiculous.
0: It's unreal. Yeah. It's it, it's it's crazy. Uh looking at two way, uh Gilbert Christian beat Chandler Prep 34 to 7. Highland Prep, the Honey Badgers. Don't be uh don't be fooled. They are not the same as the Hawks. Uh 25 to 7 over Globe. That's a cool mascot. Honey Badgers, I love that. Um Ganado beat Hopi 38 to 6. Holbrook beat uh, pinion, pinion, 49 to 0. Chris Eaton's going to be in my mentions telling me how to pronounce that. Uh, Miami's beat, uh, say 46 to 44. I got that one right, Chris. Uh, NFL yet, in my opinion, that's an upset. They beat a Prep 28 to 23. That, that is that's an a, upset.
1: That's an upset. That is a big upset. Um, a rep is another team that yeah. s- scores a million passing touchdowns <laughs> a game.
0: Matthew McClellan is amazing. Um, how about this one? Pima 53-0 over Scottsdale Christian. I have yeah. Scottsdale Christian in the 2 way title game.
1: Yeah, this was a crazy game. I don't know what so, the situation was there. Maybe Pima's just really freaking good. They must be.
0: That was, uh, was Scottsdale's second loss on the year. Well, um, there was one other one that I was just looking at that I wanted to mention. Glendale Prep, Eric. 18 to 14 over
1: Santa Cruz Valley. Easily Glendale Prep's biggest win in team history. And it's not close. No, not even close. They're one and four this season. And they they beat beat the defending 2A champs.
0: Who could very well repeat.
1: They could. That's insane. Santa Cruz has had some tough games. They've lost the last three. Yeah, they have. They're talented, man. They're very. That's easily Glendale Prep's biggest win ever. They're a relatively new program. Um, Never had much playoff success. Going to Santa Cruz and winning on the road is really impressive. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tank Verde beat Santan Charter 42-33. Another team in the Roadrunners who are going to be very different next week because they had now have everyone eligible. Um, Benson, one of the favorites in 2A427 over Veritas Prep. I think there were a couple Saturday games, weren't
1: there? Let me double check. Could be
0: uh let's see yep Especially in arizona, eight, it's
1: not surprising
0: arizona lutheran continues to roll man they are now five and zero on the year they beat sequoia pathway 35 to six this is a ALA team that has wins over scottsdale christian and santa cruz a one point win over santa cruz so man look out for ala arizona Agreed. lutheran man that's gonna be could be a good team Yeah, Um, definitely. Or not could be. They are a good team, I should say. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think that was it, actually, because it's not letting me go to Saturday. So there it is. Yep. Sweet. Right on. All right, Eric. Open division. Very quickly, we'll go over this. How wide open is it after Chandler and Hamilton?
1: I think Basha. Yep. Yep. I think those are the absolute three. And yep. at the moment, Horizon yep. is yep. the the wins they've got. I think maybe those four are the absolutes for the Open right now. I agree with you.
0: Um, would you like to hear my Open 8? What's going to be in my Ocho when, when they come out? Yeah. Or when I put it on there, I should say.
1: And obviously this changes every week because... Um, and I think what we've got right now is... Um, the the teams are going to change orders too. Like yes. where we've got yeah. squads is just how they've played so far. Yes.
0: Um, and I think before that, I'm because I'm writing them down right now because I had them in my head, but I do want to go I back. I can give and- you mine.
1: Yeah, go for it. Got Chandler one, Hamilton two. Okay. Bash at three. Okay. Those are my top three. And I don't think those three are up for dispute at the moment. Nope, not anymore. Horizon number four, mm-hmm. making a pretty sizable leap up. I've got Williamsfield at number five. Okay, that team is tough right now. Yeah, they are. South Point number six, and we've okay. talked about this. I think they're going to be challenged by Saguaro, and maybe they are out or lower if they lose that game. But they haven't played yet, and at the moment, they're undefeated. I've got the number six, number seven, Liberty. And number eight, Sawaro. Okay.
0: Okay, I like that. Are you ready for mine? Let's do it. Okay. Chandler, Hamilton, Basha. No brainer. I think that's the that's the order that we see them in at the end of the season, no matter Agreed. what. Number four, jumping up from number six in my in my ratings from last week. Williamsfield, number four. Uh, last week I had Liberty at five. I think despite the loss of Chandler, they stay at number five. I think you can't move them. I mean that they lost to the best team in the state. The best team for the last six years, five years. You can't move them. Saguaro, They dropped from three to six. And the only reason for that is because now they have that one loss. Mm-hmm. Number seven, I have Horizon. That's where they were last week. I think that's where the Huskies are gonna remain. Number eight, this one's going to stir up a lot of people. Because I told you that Cactus has opened my eyes finally, right? Mm -hmm. So last week I had number eight was my number eight was Mountain View. I'll be honest, they struggled against Mesa. No offense, that's not a very good Mesa team. That's a Mesa team that deserves to put like 50 points on. So, Mountain View, you have to win those games by a lot of points in order to stay in the open division conversation. So, with that being said, Cactus moves to number eight. Did you notice, and I think we had the same thoughts actually, Eric, did you notice who was missing from the open eight, in in my opinion, in my rankings?
1: Desert Edge.
0: Nope. They they haven't been in my rankings. Chaparral, despite their win over Sawaro. Yeah. So They've got to prove it. I st- I think the win over Sawara was fantastic. But that loss to Queen Creek, a Queen Creek team that could very well be a three or four loss team, could end up hurting you. Granted, you come out and you win all but one game the rest of the way, and that one game being to Hamilton, because again, I think Hamilton, aside from Chandler, is unbeatable and Basha. Yeah. Um, I think those are the only two teams right now that can beat Hamilton. But you come out and you win the rest of the week, rest of the game, Chaparro will
1: be in the open division. Agreed. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing: is our rankings right now are just on what's happened so far.
0: Exactly. There's still a lot of season left to be played. We still have, I mean, what six, seven more weeks of the regular season? Mm-hmm. Seven, yeah. So. A lot can happen between now and then. That's right. Um, There's seven days in a week, Eric. I mean, a lot of food can be eaten during that time too. What'd you eat in the last week? That's a really bad transition, wasn't it? (laughs) It wasn't great. I'm I'm the king of bad transitions, but you know what? You guys all tuned in. We didn't say it'd be great. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I made homemade taco salads a few days Ooh, ago.
0: Love taco salads.
1: Yeah, so that's got to be it. Okay. With all the all the you know quality ingredients, yep. took the time to m- slow cook the meat so that it wasn't rushed or anything. That extra uh, little bit of time makes all the difference. Mm, I like it.
0: All right, what's the best thing that I ate in the last week? Well, the thing is, is I was preparing to move, so I really didn't buy any groceries. Because why would I buy groceries just to move? Um, I'll be honest, man. I love Rubio's, and I had Rubio's recently. Rubio's is solid. Yeah, I had the the classic shrimp burrito. So good.
1: You want to so. tell everyone your new address? Nope. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you
0: what. I'm no longer right next to Hamilton. Now I'm right next to uh, Corona. Dang! Look at you. I know. Uh, a team that. Because of, you know, boundary reasons for the paper I work for, we do not technically cover, which is weird. Go every once in a while, yeah. No, I still give them love. Every once in a while, I mean, I go to their games when they play the Awatuki schools. Yeah. So I wouldn't cover their. All. I I picked them to beat Hamilton in the open division. I said I said if they let if Hamilton lets them hang around long enough, they're going to upset them. I mean, obviously Hamilton didn't let them hang out hang around long enough but you know or at all or at all yeah i mean i mean they were close when the game first kicked off yeah it was tied then it was tied it was a tie game so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah should we get to our twitter questions (laughs) let's do it before we say something we regret yeah i think i
0: I went backwards We were supposed to do twitter questions before it's all good um
1: so we got two twitter questions i asked for them uh, kind of last minute yeah. day of, but I figured something we haven't done in a while. Um, so I will go. Do you want to hear from Chris or Jordan first?
0: Um, I already know what Jordan's question is and it's going to make me mad. So um,
1: yeah, go with Chris. Okay. Gridiron Arizona at Gridiron Arizona <laughs> with both of you covering college football for the first time. What do you find the most rewarding part of it? And that's the question he asked us. And I can start. I'll give you a a second to think about it. Um, It's a loaded question in a way. Yeah. We've both gotten to cover college football more than we ever have. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing ASU games. I've covered every NAU football game this year that they've played. Uh, All the three of them have been on the road. So I've been watching on my TV and zooming in or calling for interviews or whatever. But. The thing about college football and covering it and everything is that some people think of high school football as a as a stepping stone or high school athletics to just go into the next thing, and neither of us, I don't think, think of it that way. You and I both have enjoyed, obviously, like you know, you get into this uh, thinking you know, you want to cover your favorite team or you want to do whatever, but I've absolutely fallen in love with a lot of the people in the high school football community in Arizona. Um, and the, the people I've interacted with have changed because I moved to Flagstaff. Uh, and so I'm covering teams that I hadn't before, but the fact is that on any night you can see there's like 20, 25 reporters, um, kind of all around the state that you see at different things and you might see one at one game and one at the other. I've always enjoyed high school football and I don't think I'd be surprised if that's ever something I just completely stopped covering. Um, yeah. But college has been great. Um, you know, it's fun to see, especially uh, you covering ASU and me covering mm-hmm. NAU guys that we watched play high school football uh, yeah. that are, you know, finding success at their new programs. So that's a rewarding part of it and just a, a new challenge. So I've enjoyed it quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. So for me, it's been super enjoyable. It's been a new experience. Um, thank you, Brad Sesmat, for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, it, it really is for me. I think it was that experience and, you know, I think, In many ways, it was an opportunity for me to kind of take myself to the next level. But, Eric, like you said, I love high school football. I love high school sports. I Would I love to become the beat writer for a college team? Yes. Would I love to become the beat writer for an NFL team? Absolutely. But I would miss high school sports so much.
1: I do. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like, exactly the same way. You I would
0: miss it. It's just so pure. Like the kids nine times out of 10 are so thankful to talk to you. The parents nine times out of 10, eh, seven times out of 10 are so thankful for you writing a story, a specific story, or just for the coverage you give, you know, you you provide. They're thankful for that you know when when a parent or a kid says oh hey you know we posted or, you know we took the paper and we put it on the fridge you know looking at the story that you wrote about us that is one of the most rewarding experiences i've ever had i mean i've i've won not to gloat i've won two awards doing this but hearing that
1: got second made, place in another one
0: yeah but if you're not first you're last um is that true i feel that way well, now that I won a championship in football, yeah.
1: fair
0: enough. <laughs> uh, I've come in second place in football twice, and it was not fun. Um, but no, like, like, the awards, the recognition, that's all great. It's, for me, knowing that I've made an impact on someone. That's what is the most rewarding part. And really, yeah, can you make that impact at the pro level and the college level? Of course you can, but it's a lot more rewarding at this level with high school. So am I using this as a stepping stone? I was, but not anymore. I'm very happy with where I am right now. If I if I am able to do all high school with some college, some pro for the rest of my life and still make a decent living like I am, I'm fine with that. Like I, I love what I do. And that's a really long winded answer, but like you said, that's a super loaded question as well.
1: Yeah. But I think we both and agree. I, we we, the love, thing is we that love, I think to the, it. the point of the question was to congratulate us on something and we just got it. We started being <laughs> right. all introspective yeah. and everything. So yeah. I don't know if that was the point, but, um, alas,
0: there we go. All right, sweet. What's the next one?
1: Next one comes from Jordan ham. Uh, another one of our Arizona varsity comrades after Chris too. Um, if my team holds tonight against AJ Morgan, um, I would be three and zero against all the other Zach Elvira name inspired teams. And Jordan asks if that gives him the naming rights to the creature currently named Zach. I'm not sure why he called you a creature, um, <laughs> but the point of the question is: now that he beat me, I started the trend with naming my team Zach Alvira yes. uh, in fantasy football in our Arizona Varsity Fantasy League. Yep. Thank you. For I, that. Why I did that? I don't know. Um, because I because you feel like I forced you to play. That's why you. I did mean, it. yeah, you did, um, but. <laughs> that's beside the point um I don't know I, I guess they found it funny that I named my team just some other person's name um, and they just decided to go along with it um, so Jordan yes you beat me but and you beat all the other Zach Avira teams but I'm not changing my name
0: I think did he mean that you that he deserves the naming rights in fantasy or was he saying that he, Deserves my name in general. Yeah, I should you, change my name. You're
1: Jordan now, and he's Zach. Okay. So I guess you don't have to be Jordan. It wasn't necessarily a swap. This is a whole new clean slate for you. You all right. could be anybody.
0: So here's here okay. So you doing it, I expected it, because you have gone as far as putting my picture as your Zoom picture before. <laughs> so you I expected You did that the same fine. after you did it though. Okay. Yeah. So you did it fine. That's whatever. Jordan has that same type of, you know, like sense of humor. So the fact that he made his name like Atch, Zalvira or whatever, that was funny. Then you have the intern. The little intern who...
1: (laughs) Why do you have to call him little?
0: Because he is small. (laughs) Andrew's a small individual.
1: Yeah, that's true. I make fun of him. Andrew,
0: Andrew, I hope you listen to this. And I'm going to time, I'm, Eric, I need you to timestamp when you edit this. I need you to actually put in the description, Andrew, listen, and then put the timestamp. Okay.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, Andrew, you are extremely talented at what you do. You are very smart, obviously. You're a hell of a drummer. And I mean that in a very serious way. And, and you know, in one way where... You know, all of us here at Arizona Varsity have seen you evolve into this basically like recruiting guru type, and you are going to be very, very successful when you are older. And I I 100% believe that. I honestly, I feel like we're all going to be working for you one day. As long as we get verified like you are, like you on Twitter, then I'm cool with that. Great. But, Andrew. I knew a butt was coming. Stop following the leader. Be the leader. You don't need to dude, you named your team like like Ak Zah Alvar or whatever. Like, come on, dude. It wasn't original. At that what like What language but, is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but come on, man. It was funny when Eric did it. Jordan switched it up and it was funny.
1: And then when you did it, it was like, oh it's I love like, it. it it's I'm like, gonna I'm gonna counterbalance you there. I thought it was hilarious.
0: It's like it's like too many like it's like too many scary movies, like the scary movie series, the one, two, three, yeah. and four. Th- there's too many of them, Andrew. And you know what What, re- what really makes me kind of mad about this? Not <laughs> mad, what annoys me the most, is I guarantee next week, Jacob Saliga is going to change his name to something like that, too. Maybe. And then it's just going to piss me off.
1: I hope so. I hope they all do it.
0: And that's the, honestly, I'll be like, because I did an article for the first, you know, for the first week. I haven't done one because I'm not putting, I'm not, I'm just not (laughs) trying to keep all the damn name changes.
1: (laughs) Can't do it.
0: Like it's, it's unreal. (laughs) Like
1: uh... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, there was this guy at Marquette that we went to school with. His name was Nick. Remember that relatively normal name. Okay. Actually, very normal name. Yes. You meet someone named Nick, and you're like, that's not a weird name at all. Okay. Yeah. We started calling him the mummy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> but from about sophomore year till the time we all graduated in 2015, everybody called him the mummy. And this was 20 people that would call him it. We'd go to parties, introduce him as the mummy. <laughs> um, and. He like it got to the point where he didn't even argue anymore. At first he was like, My name's Nick. Um, but he stopped arguing it. And so we'd introduce him to girls as the mummy. Um we would introduce him to people at parties as the mummy. We would sign him into places as the mummy. And it just became like so many people started doing it that even if we wanted to quit. We couldn't because, you know, you'd see someone out and they would like someone who barely knew him and they'd say, oh, hey, mummy. Hey, (laughs) mummy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. Um, So maybe this is to the point that uh, to mummy level and uh, maybe we can't stop. Maybe it's a downhill spiral from here and everybody changes their name to Zach Elvira inspired names.
0: I was really wondering how you were going to tie that back in. You had. You, I just me to know. talk about
1: the mummy too. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, because I was like, "Wait, how is he going to tie this back in?" Into- yeah.
1: But so the point is that once it starts and a bunch of enough people get into it, it's hard to stop. I mean, I guess. I'm not changing my name, and I guarantee after you go on a tirade against him, he's not going to be like, "Oh yeah," and change his name back.
0: Well that here just makes it more here's, stubborn. Here's here's Andrew, here's a name change for you. One that you're really gonna like. Just change your name to verified. You automatically win. Because you're the only one that's verified out of all of us. Great. And I know Eric doesn't care. <laughs> funny story, actually. I'm gonna, you know what, you, you can tell a funny story. I get to tell one too. So I requested verification, got denied, right? Cody requested verification also got denied. So we said, Hey, we're going to make a club for the unverified Twitter accounts, right? Because we're going to make unverified cool again. (laughs) Eric goes, maybe I should try to be verified. And I said, yeah, go for it. And he says, how do you do it? Do you send an email or something? And so (laughs) I, I, so (laughs) so I immediately responded. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, if you don't even know how to do it, you don't deserve to be verified. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I didn't have any idea. Like, I didn't know you could just request it. Yeah, Eric, you
0: know know what you do? You send a fax.
1: Yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and eventually Uh, after some coercing and you guys basically having to guide me through it like a toddler, um, (laughs) I did send it in and it was like less than 24 hours before they said no. Oh, bro.
0: My, my first one, the first time, because I I tried twice the first time I did it. It was like twice. Yeah. Well, you did wait like 30 days. Oh, well, I was still. So the thing is, I I tried the first time and then the second time when I was eligible again, I wasn't going to do it. But some of my buddies who, um, who are verified, like they work for like Arizona sports, they had like kind of tagged me and stuff. So they thought maybe that would help. So I tried again, Eric, less than 15 minutes. And it was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> great i'm good yeah <laughs> i guess fair enough again okay, i'm just gonna put a, a green check mark next to my name in the bio it should yeah so that like
1: white circle people use to try to trick others
0: oh man yeah it's funny um but i can tell you right now the day that i do get verified if that ever comes i'm going to be like so happy
1: are you yeah does it do anything it makes you more
0: of like a uh it lets people know that you're like a legitimate like Person,
1: oh, I'm not.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're something else. That's for yeah. sure. But
1: like, um, do you get like extra Twitter privileges? Like I don't
0: know, I don't know about that. I really don't. But anyway, uh yeah, fantasy. I am now zero and three. So
1: I've, I've got that. my one win. I won okay. one game. So even if I lose out, I'm happy as long I, as I don't skunk.
0: Dude, I didn't even set my lineup this week because I was like moving and stuff. And Cody was like so happy in the owner group chat. So yeah. congrats, Cody, you beat me. You needed Zeke Elliott to do it, but congrats. I mean, Zeke's pretty good. Yeah, I know, but he beat me by like 13 points, and my team is terrible. So. Bigger. Yeah. Woo, go Cody.
1: Yeah. Flex on them haters, Cody. I beat Chili. Chili's also 0-3. So <laughs> J- got
0: JC got JC beat
1: Eric. Yeah. You know, our, our fantasy league... And I'll stop soon because other people's fantasy leagues is about as lame as it gets for conversation. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if any of us are actually good. <laughs> like, we could all cover football in some capacity, but I don't think any of us are talented at this. Last year, I was good at it. This year, <laughs> I like would It's such I'd, a crap
0: This year, I'm so bad. Like, literally, I have three (laughs) leagues, and I think one of them I'm actually undefeated, but I don't even check that league. So the fact that... We're just bad. Bro, I literally went on there today, and I played two guys who weren't even active this week, and I still won. (laughs) That's
1: tremendous.
0: And, like, my my money league, the one that I actually, like, really pay attention to, I'm, like, one and two. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm clearly not doing very well in this one this year.
1: The thing is that... These projections and all that other stuff, did just none of it means anything. No, like, it doesn't. Because it's so like, you know, the six points for a touchdown when, you know, you can have the third string running back come in. Or you have a uh, uh, the third tight end on their roster does some weird reverse or whatever. Yeah. Uh, some strange screen pass or they're intending to throw it to the end zone, but the quarterback just sneaks in and none of it makes any sense. No one knows what's going on. No. It's just luck. It really yeah,
0: I mean it really is. Yeah, I agree with you. So
1: no one's consistently good every single year. Yeah, no. No I'm, one I'm definitely not, but like I don't know no. anybody. I've been I started playing I don't know, maybe at 10 years old or something like that. And all that time I was playing, no one was ever good enough to be good every single year. You yeah. can be bad every year, but yeah. you can't be good every year.
0: Yeah, no, I get it for sure. Um, I'm surprised you talk talking about fantasy so much. You hate fantasy.
1: I do. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm in a league now, I guess. Fantasy football. Yeah.
0: all right Eric let's wrap things up uh very quick shout out to our sponsor all.net make sure to visit aal.net for all of your insurance needs um serving the valley for almost 40 years 20 valley carriers or 20 local carriers i should say um home auto anything you really need they've got it for you so uh thank you to papa hinojosa and the all.net team for sponsoring not only us but also all of arizona varsity Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at e. Rights, at A-Z-H-S-F-B, and at Arizona Varsity. Once again, thank you all for listening, um, especially to uh, Eric's little fantasy football rant at the end there. Um, Andrew, if you're still listening at this point, please change your name to Verified. Thank you. Um, but with that being said, thank you again,
1: and we will talk to you all next week. I have an announcement. Since I have no standard to uphold, because I'm not verified on Twitter. Um, anybody who's listening and plays fantasy football in your own league, if you send us a screenshot of you changing your name to something about Zach or oh Alvira or gosh. anything, I will retweet it as soon as I see it. Tag me in it at Enuman Rights. writes, um, tag Zach, tag the Arizona varsity crew. We'll We'll uh, we'll give you a shout out if you change your name to Zach Elvira, especially if you're in a league with people who don't know who Zach is. Um, (laughs) And they're just like, what? Like, who's Zach? Um, So that'll be good. And uh, so you'll have something to talk about. But I will retweet anything Zach Elvira related.
0: You know, I have the power to stop this podcast and I should have really stopped. You should have. I I thought
1: I honestly I clicked back to it and I thought you would have stopped me as soon as I started talking about it.
0: Gosh. All right. Talk to you all next week. Please don't change your name to my name, please, please, please. <laughs>